Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Good Talks. I'm Marie Murataya. And my name is Mark Little. This week's episode is brought to you by Bean Chata. When Horchata just won't do Bean Chata is the drink for you and fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. Yeah, that's a fact. That is a fact. I'm adjusting my fans here because uh, they're getting a little noisy. So I hope that doesn't bother you, Zeep. Noisy fans. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Well, good. Does it bother you, though? Because I feel like it does. The uh, loudness of the fans? Mm-hmm. Well, I got to turn it down a little bit. I, I feel like any excess noise in the microphone is, is unwelcomed, at least by me. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, Mark, I have a question. What? If we were to have a podcast studio. This is. If we were to have a new podcast studio. Okay, I like it. I like where you're headed. What kind of artwork would we want in there? Um, photographs, I would say. So there would be some photography. I'd say it would be an eclectic assembly of artwork. Okay. What do you mean? What do you mean what type? Like like a specific style? I'm just thinking decoration-wise. I like art, not decorations. Yeah, I know. And there's a big, there's a big difference. I know. And you like decorations. I like both. Yeah, I don't get decorations. I mean, I get it. Like people don't want their walls to be empty, so they'll just um, but find have, something and then put I it didn't on the just, wall. There are things I didn't just find. I have a yeah. gallery wall in this my very, house. It sounds very pretentious, but yes. A gallery wall? Well, no, 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 what I'm saying, not what you're saying. Oh, but like the, the artwork that I've picked in my house, for instance, especially in that wall, it was very intentional. Like things that like maybe evoked like feeling from me. I have... I found this really cool print of a hummingbird and that's just hummingbirds are really good symbols in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is something that I feel connected to and grounded with. And um, also something my mom and I share is a love for hummingbirds. So that's fun. And then what else? Like I have a fun picture of a cow and I just love the way that looks. I like that picture of a cow. Isn't it so, but it's, it's a photograph and it's got really cool. um, It's just black and white. I love, and the horns, something about the horns. I think it's very powerful feeling for me. It's yeah. It's one of those long haired cows. They're so cool. I don't know what they're called. And actually that reminds me, I, I, I didn't realize this when I was at your house the other day and I looked at that picture, but it is, I drew in black and white in ink. I drew a cow that looks a lot like that a long time ago. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. So I, so I had spent a lot of time looking at that. I, I don't know if it was that exact picture, but it was a very similar picture. Oh, man. Because, I want yours. Yeah, actually. I mean, we could get it printed. But Let's do it. And that one right there behind you, yeah. that picture of the wolf. Yeah. I um I could get that blown up quickly. We could just we just need to scan it, and I could get yeah. it blown up and printed. Yeah. That, I want that I actually, one. I actually, that one is actually uh, professionally printed because I had taken my drawings to uh, my friend Ryan, Ben's cousin, who printed the original brick and stick banners for us and he printed all of our business cards and stuff. And I was like, oh, actually, I also have, I've been doing some drawing. And um, so he took that and he like threw it in Photoshop and straightened out some of the lines because it was all hand drawn. And, uh, but yeah, see that, yeah. Okay, but for $7.50, I can get it printed on an 18 by 24. Okay. 18 by 24. That's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Anyways, I don't know why I was just thinking about that. Why? What kind of, uh, what kind of artwork do you want up if uh, you, if you were to, uh, rebuild a podcast studio? 
Um, anything. I don't know. Okay, well then, perfect. I like we ecle- can do that. I like eclectic. I feel like it'd be fun to have like a guitar hanging in there with artwork around, like cool artwork around it. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Um, I've been wanting to get a new guitar anyway, so. Okay. Well, so I mean, it's just a, I really want to get a Stratocaster. I know. You've said that to me before. I know. I've wanted to get one for a long time. All right. Well, Valentine's Day and your birthday are coming up, so we'll see what happens. Oh, see, it's similar. It's not exactly the same. Oh, that's cool too, though. But it's like a long-haired cow. Like, but it doesn't have the horns, does it? It does, but its horns are a lot smaller. So if I, yeah. No, if you gotta I, have the big horns. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, those long-haired cows are so cool. I know. My mom came over and she was like, what is that? I was like, well, what do you think it is? She's like, is it a cow? I was like, it is a cow. And she was like, oh my gosh. Oh, you have a cow in your in your house. Oh man, I forgot. There's so many drawings I have that I forgot about. Oh yeah, this thing. Yeah, those are so cool. The Southwestern uh, skull, like a cattle skull mm-hmm. with uh, some designs on it. Or I like the long, is it the sheep, the, like the mountain goats or sheep or something with the long like curly horns? Oh, okay. Those are cool when you see like photos or drawings of them. Anyways, we're yeah. talking about art, Mark. I know we're talking about, we're talking about visual things. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Oh, just last one. I like okay. this. I really like this one too. This one is like a water buffalo. Oh, though. that's the one that I've seen on your Instagram. Yeah. I think. This yeah. is this is more the one I was thinking of, I guess. But it was like a combination of the two. Yeah. Man, drawing. Drawing is fun. Art is a good time. Recent, yes. Recently, when we were painting. I know, that was so fun. I was it's funny because your mom had texted us about that, like, oh, we should all paint again soon. And I had been thinking about it that morning. Like yeah. I really want to text them and like get a painting day going again. Yeah. Um could even do it in my garage yeah sometimes i for and i know i've told you this before but sometimes i forget how much i like doing actually just like art mm-hmm. and just uh like really just creating especially physical stuff because i do a lot of work on the computer and that stuff's fun and sometimes it can be really good and really rewarding and um ex- sure. exciting and expressive and everything like that and then other times it just feels better to not look at a computer absolutely yeah i I 100% agree with you. And I think having those, we kind of talked about this a little bit last week, but like mm. having those outlets like that we're creative in and that really bring out that like flow state, mm-hmm. um, like those are forms of play, yeah. you know, and that's so good for us um, as humans, yeah. not just adults. I made this fun reel yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have to share because like I didn't think it was going to like do well just because I was like, this is random. I don't know if anybody's going to take this. But it was, I just wrote like three ways, three things every human being should like do or something. Uh-huh. And it was like one, like take time for rest. Number two was play. Um, and then I don't even remember what number three was. Because <laughs> I think I was nice. so excited about like number two. And so many people were like, oh my gosh, I need to play more. And da, da, da. Yeah. And I was just like, huh. Like, I, like we need like adult workshops on play and like. Improv. Yeah. Well, in like specific, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I just, it just made me really think about that. Cause I feel like when we talk about like having habits and being mindful in our li- everyday lives, like having ways to play is doing that, you know, yeah, like definitely. is helping you build habits. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take a breath. I just feel like I talked a lot. Yeah. Take a deep breath. <sighs> take a deep breath. But I agree. Uh, playing is essential it just as it sounds it just makes everything more fun and i mean that is one of the best parts about doing improv or about 
I guess it's all kind of improv or just playing random music or mm-hmm. or whatever it is. It's just it's just uh, those unexpected connections, and then they're satisfying, and you go throughout the day, and you're like, oh yeah, that was yeah. Think back on it, you're like oh that was a fun time. Yeah. Not, so not that you you know should be just thinking back on your life the whole time. Not thinking back, but I think having those moments of self reflection, and when you're doing those things consistently, mm-hmm. you also are giving yourself things to. You know, when you're in the moment and you're being present in things like like painting um, or if you're playing, you know, basketball with a friend or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're and you're just truly having fun and being present in that moment. Mm-hmm. I personally and from what like even I've researched and stuff, it is never a bad idea to be looking back and reflecting on those good times if you're truly oh, sure. sitting in gratitude for it and allowing yeah. yourself to almost visualize yourself in that moment again because when you like let's say like okay so we paint we what and what did we paint because we're talking about this epic time we painted yeah like a month ago right yeah right about and um we all got together and we were painting and we are all having so much fun and we're always like talking about how fun that was yeah and when we're doing that we're allowing ourselves to relive it we're not saying oh man i wish we were back there oh man because we're not taking away from this present moment we're just reflecting on it and it's what your brain does is it releases dopamine all over again and you trick your mind into thinking it happened. That's yeah. why um, in that in that book right there, High Performance Habits, mm. that that author, uh, Brenda, talks, Burchard. Brenda Burchard, talks about, he talks about doing just that. He says, when you relive good moments and you, you reflect on at least three good things that happened to you in mm-hmm. the day, your brain, you trick your mind into thinking they're happening all over again. Mm. And so it helps you, like if you're in a state of maybe stress, it helps kind of release that dopamine and heighten your serotonin, which... Dopamine. Sorry, did I say dopamine? Yeah, but that's all right. I'm real pretentious right now. Um, Isn't that, I feel like I'm like, that's like how like a Scottish, not a Scottish, a Swedish doctor would say dopamine. Dopamine. I'm not sure. Um, Yes, probably. Anyways, so. All Swedes are pretentious. I was just going to say, not that they are. Um, Anyways, he talks about that and then that will combat that cortisol and stress that you might be feeling. So no, it's not a bad thing. And I think that's, again, circling back to having play uh, circling back circling back having play as something that you're incorporating on a weekly or maybe even daily basis gives you those things to immediately reflect yeah, on that's true. if not also push you more into the present moment with the fun that you're having that is true so yeah interesting circle back <laughs> oh god you've been in too many meetings lately <laughs> if you're saying circle back uh, yeah 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 i have been a lot of meetings lately both in uh, the business world my say thanks more world mm-hmm. and in in speech pathology world man i feel like i'm a regular meeting expert i guess so I, and i guess i'm a regular communications expert as well with all the time i'm spending in discord i'm communicating with people and by discord i mean the uh the servers, the I know the chat rooms, not uh, not Discord, as in you know disarray, mi- miscommunication. No, you're. It's like literally the opposite. I'm communicating with people all around the world. Yeah, so am I. But I I'm actually having face to face conversations. I know. I'm using a lot of memes. <laughs> both valid. Both valid. Both valid. They both help convey emotions. You know, I was thinking when you were when you mentioned that book, High Performance Habits. Um, and I guess this kind of is what like Joe Rogan has and what other people have too. But just when you have 
a podcast studio that is full of inspiring things. That's mm-hmm. that is nice. It made me think. It didn't make me think, think of Joe Rogan first. It made me think, oh, it'd be cool to put a, a bookshelf and then just have all of the, you know, the books that yes. we've read or or want to read or want to remember, or whatever. And just that the simple habit of or act of having those things out in front of your face, which this is straight from like high performance habits, is they just cue you. I thought that was Atomic Habits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're both habits books. Wow. Jeez. But just, no, Atomic I just Habits that. has the cues. Yeah. And then he also, I'm about to read that chapter where he talks about the, oh my gosh, when it's in front of you, making it look good or whatever. Oh yeah. Make it, a, make it attractive. Attractive. Yeah. I don't know why I can think of the word attractive. No. I almost said sexy. Make it sexy. Same, Same thing. thing. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I kind of was asking you at the beginning of this, because I was just thinking about styling a podcast studio. Because mm. we've been talking about having one now for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was, I don't know, we were sitting down for a podcast and I thought, ooh, what's it going to look like? Yeah. Um, and so. The, yeah. yeah. Well, it would definitely have this chair in it. I uh, want one too. I uh, think we should both have one of those chairs. You like this chairs. chair now. All of a sudden you like this chair. Okay. Because my vision of the podcast studio. Yeah. Because it would definitely, it would be a recording studio slash a business room. Okay. And so we would need, we'd probably each need a desk in there. Yeah. And they, we have to have matching chairs. I want, yes. I want those cool desks that um, adjust. They can go, they can be standing. Just or they, standing desks, yeah. Or they can be at a seat level. I want one of those, but made out of um, a slab, slab of wood. I know. I, I know. Which is like a $5,000 table. Those. I'll take Man, it. You guys, there's so many. Oops. What? I said you guys. That's okay. I started venting to the audience. That's never yeah. that's never agreed upon between the two of us. I mean, you can just talk to me. I know. Anyways, okay, March. What? We're never going to agree on any furniture because all the furniture you're going to want is stuff that you're just going to say, you know what? I'm just going to learn how to make it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not. You're gonna that's, go chop down a tree. That's no, that's not necessarily true. Plus, that's not even how it works. You can't just go chop down a tree. If I were to go chop down a tree, that it would be suitable for a slab that I wanted. That piece of wood would be ready in like eight to fifteen years. It really? T- yeah, it takes a long time to dry. Wow, I learned something new. Yeah, so they they chop these trees down and then they sit. Well, then we we'll go. Okay, we wouldn't go chop down a tree. We'd go to a wood store. Yeah, what's a wait? What's a wood store called? Lumberyard. L- yeah, yeah, lumberyard. Wood store, Home Depot. No, definitely not Home Depot. <laughs> you have to go to like a a specific place, specialty store. Yeah, craft. like a hardwood store. I I do have so much, and it's funny. I was looking at I forget why it was when I was Christmas shopping. I was on like Etsy or something, looking at like dot com businesses. Etsy is it Etsy dot com? I'm just kidding. Are you serious? I don't know what you know. Anyways, yes. Um, I had come across like female owned businesses, like wood makers. If it's not female owned, it shouldn't exist. That's what I say. Oh, you're such a sweet little feminist. (laughs) 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 Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you. Oh man. Anyway, no, it was just, it was just cool. I was just looking because like some of my friends like really appreciate like gifts like that, you know, where they're like, gifts like what? Female owned businesses and stuff. Doesn't matter what it is. No, it does matter what it is, but it. I was like specifically looking for like certain, anyways, not the point. The point wait, is- Wait, wait, well, no, this is, I want to understand. Your friends enjoy specific things or they enjoy things that are made by specifically females? So like 
Both, both. Like I know, okay. for instance, my friend Angie like loves cozy sweatshirts, and I found her when they're made by females. I found not only when it's I'm not exclusive to, to that, but what I'm saying is, I found this cool like sweatshirt that is owned by a female-owned business. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I gave it to her, like that's part of the story behind it. And she appreciates that. Mm-hmm. And I will say I do, too, because I'm also a female owned business and I like to support um, my essentially like my demographic and my customers, yeah, yeah. not only mine, but, you know, no, I get it. I do. I I'm like, yes, like, let's get it, girls. So but for that, for the sweatshirt business, does that lady specifically like does she craft the sweatshirts? Does she like <laughs> does she sew them? You're so smug right now. Uh, no, this is the, she doesn't. Okay. And I know exactly where you're going I'm with this. I'm just trying to understand. She designs it though, just okay. like my shirts. Yeah, yeah. I get um, it. She's a designer. Like okay. all of the Say Thanks More shirts that you Slash like to, to wear. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I'm just the whole to, point of this. I'm just trying to deduce if there if there's a male anywhere deduce. in the supply chain. He's trying to deduce. How, how there else probably do you say is. That? There probably is. It's probably, Etsy's probably male owned. So no, we're probably I'm giving just, some money to. I'm just giving you a hard time. To, okay. Anyways, all I'm saying is I found some really cool like woodworking businesses. And oh I yeah. Just, On Etsy. Yeah. yeah. And it's just so neat to see like if I'm gonna spend five thousand dollars on a desk, I mm-hmm. want it to be like from a crafter. Yeah. You know, craftsman. Craftsman. Whatever. Oh, oh, craft person. Craftswoman. No, I don't care. Yeah. Just you know what I mean. Yeah, just yeah. um. I, I don't like know. you want you want it to be handcrafted by. Yeah. An artisan. An artisan. Because like, just like looking at some of their products and like the bios that they write, I'm like, they care so much. I mean, it's like me and my journals. Like I, like if you go on my website and you read about, you click on one of the journals, you have this like story that I've written about it and why it's important to me and all this stuff. And it, it's just awesome that 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 much love goes into a product. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just to think of it from like a, a marketing copywriting perspective, it's really interesting that you found certain brands that were able to communicate their story of their product so well that then you think about it like days later. Yes. Like, and I think whenever I hear about stuff like that, and then I think for your, or for any company or whatever, then it's like, you have to go back and look at that stuff and see, okay, what did they include in there? Because then well, yeah, you kind of have to reverse engineer that and, and tailor it to your own brand and say like, sure. okay, if this made me feel that way, um, how can I tell of tell a story that's as compelling to my customer base or like, Absolutely. To, you know, so I just, I find that interesting, but I do totally agree. Like I, I really enjoy watching um, those woodworking videos just on YouTube or mm-hmm. like, or on TikTok and it doesn't have to be, you know, the full long drawn out, um, making of a table from slab to final product. But even sometimes just seeing like one guy with a saw make a cut yeah. that you're just like, dang, like, you know, that guy's made that cut or, or that girl has the made precision. that cut. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like they just are so used to it and are so, I don't know. They, they cool. have, they have the skill ingrained in them. It's very interesting. It is very interesting. It's definitely fun. And you know, and that's why like, I feel like you could be, doing certain things very similarly, you know, making videos and stuff of what you do mm-hmm. with a passion because like drawing or yeah. um, even music making and things. I mean that, I feel like sometimes I don't, I, I can't think of the concept of like you, like 
laying down a sick beat on your computer. Mm -hmm. But if you did it in such a way that shows like those little technicalities, you know, and that that kind of precision, it's really great. Like finding these, and and that goes back to like having a studio that's set up and that it's inspiring. Yeah. Because um, when you find these other like very niche things that are so inspiring, it is a good um, sets a good bar for you when you're creating. Yeah. And pushing out, you know, not pushing out, but like making content yeah, and yeah. stuff. Because it's like okay, I want to have that level of woodworking precision and cutting precision in how I execute this beat or yeah. whatever and how how can I do that and it's such a great thing to strive for and you I mean what's what did they do to get that level of precision exactly they did it a million times Just practiced a bunch yeah no that's <clears throat> talking about the podcast studio and and all this stuff it makes me think of actually another point from that book atomic habits yeah which is now I got both books in my head. I know. Uh, but basically the point is, is like make it obvious. And, and so in having that studio, so here in multiple thoughts at once, but there's a guy uh, named Count Cole who essentially has his room set up in a way where, you know, who knows exactly what he's doing, but it seems like he has certain maybe tripod set up where mm-hmm. every single time, like if he wants to make music, he just like flips things on. Wow. And then it's now it's ready to record. Right. And so having that space set up in a way where the only thing you have to do really is create and I know, and you're simultaneously documenting your stuff. I mean, that's just, it's just building a system and building the most streamlined way to do it. Because for me, and I, I think this is, you know, a common human problem and definitely talks about it in that book is it just comes down to people are lazy, you know, and you get lazy. And, and if the option is I can set up the camera and find an angle that looks good and then start making music, or I can just make music and forget about making the video, you're going to pretty much just go with the easier one. Sure. Uh, And I've definitely fallen victim to that many times because i'm a victim i'm a huge i'm i'm just kidding um that was about to really make me not happy no i know i'm just kidding uh <laughs> no no not a victim at all but it does it makes me very excited to actually put in some sort of streamlined system some because i know what the different elements are that i want to use inside of a video or have available to uh to record because I know what I like to use as as part of the the craft or part of the art, but I also know what is more visually pleasing on yeah. camera than just like clicking things in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it does just that that idea of like the studio slash podcast studio slash whatever, and just getting that set up in the, in the ideal way is very exciting, very fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and also talked about in that book having a specific space. Yeah. Atomic habits. Exactly. And that's huge. And I'm very, it's funny because I'm very much aware of it. I've become aware of it over the last like maybe two years, two and a half, three years Mm -hmm. when I, you know, I had lived um, with a roommate and we shared a nice big house where we shared an office space. Yeah. And we really made that into something that we enjoyed working in. Yeah. Um. But it was during that time that I learned 
even more so about myself and how an office space for me needs to function. Sure. And that came down to just the general layout of like my furniture. Well, I had put my my desk in that room up against a wall that had my back to the door. Mm. And I was always like, why do I get so, I get so anxious when I'm in here working. And um, I realized it's because I want to be facing the door. So mm. if somebody walks in, especially knowing that it's a shared space, mm-hmm. if somebody walks in, um, you know, like- You're aware. I'm aware. Yeah. And that's something that's good for me. I also need to be sitting with my, looking toward a window is always helpful. Um, in my classroom at work, my my desk is towards the back wall. It's facing towards the wall, away from the windows and everything. And it's not always helpful. So what I end up doing on days I don't bring students in is I have a standing desk I set up on my therapy table, which mm. faces everything and is out in the open. And I love it. And so I work from there. Yeah. Um, and I just, I make it work for me because I know that's what works. And so currently in my home office now, well, when I had last year, I'd moved back in with my mom and um, I was setting up basically my whole living space in my one single bedroom. Mm-hmm. And my mom and stepdad were like, you can have, like there was an extra room attached and they were like, you can use this room, yeah. you know, like make it yours because you you like are essentially running a business. Yeah. And so I, I you know, I, I used the desk that was in there and stuff. <laughs> one day my stepdad came in and I still had left like all his posters. He had like soccer posters and movie posters and stuff all over the walls. And he was like, take those down, put your stuff up, like function in your space. Cause he totally understands that necessity to like yeah. have a space that's yours. Yeah. And so then again, like I was kind of reminded of the importance of like making a space your own and feeling yeah. inspired and feeling calm or whatever it is you want to feel in that space. Um, in order not only to be productive, but to find inspiration to, yeah maybe have reminders like right now my I have reminders like go step outside for a few minutes yeah. if I need some sun um, which is you know right across from the door so I can mm. just do that and make my make it easier and I'm not turned away from that and forgetting that I can just go step outside or whatever it is um, yeah so just making it work for you which I think I probably got that idea out of high performance habits that must have been where I learned it because that was about the time I read it Mm. was right when I was learning about like the feng shui of your your space Mm. yeah there's a guy I think I've told you about this but there's a guy on TikTok who has he's he talks all about like feng shui and like making different little spaces work Mm -hmm. and doesn't it's not necessarily small spaces but he's shown some really small spaces so people will like submit like how would you do this room and Mm. it's like a tiny studio in sure. like Manhattan or whatever, like somewhere where it's ridiculously small. Like it's essentially a bed and mm. maybe a desk, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, like crazy. But it's just really interesting to see um, how he sets these different spaces up and then he'll kind of like break down the rationale for certain things. And and oftentimes he'll use like little tiny models and... um like build out the room for you and stuff it's really cool that is neat yeah it's definitely definitely worth a watch i have no idea what it's called but (laughs) uh it's worth it's worth checking out yeah yeah but i guess on that note it's been a good talk i'd say will you do me a favor what ring that bell (laughs) so satisfying it's a a classic bell (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This episode of Good Talks was brought to you by the Rigmarole. If you would like to come experience uh, about an hour-ish of long-form improvised comedy Thursdays and Sundays, at least for now, uh, at 7 p.m. Pacific time, check us out at Rigmarole Comedy on YouTube. If you go on YouTube and search the Rigmarole Comedy or the Rigmarole Improv. What's, uh, where, where is it located? Like, what would my travel time be? I'm sorry? Where is it located? What would my travel time be? It's online. Ah, that's why I said check us out on YouTube. It's live. On oh yeah, it's YouTube. a live show. It's a live YouTube show, and uh, we make everything you up. See Just me roll my eyes, Mark. I did see you roll your eyes. Just like we're doing here, uh, but it's not uh, me and Marie. It's me and my friend KJ. And um, oh, thank you. Well, I mean, just in case you. No, they're the they're in, the wizards. In case you get there and say, who who's this? Is this not? Is this Marie? Anyways, if you'd like to come and support Mark and his bud and give suggestions and be heckled by the players maybe i get heckled because they know me yeah but basically you give us suggestions at the beginning of the show and then we do an hour of improvised comedy which is just acting without a script and it's funny and you're gonna love it and you're gonna have a great time so we'll see you there i just thought of a fun new segment what next time we'll do this on the next one we're gonna read random dms that i get on instagram oh nice i we can read mine too Yours, okay. yours are definitely going to be way funnier because they're probably real people. Mine are all bots. But uh, that is it. Next time we will do that segment. And uh, thank you for listening. Adios. Adios.